Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope. We'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. It's New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour. Here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Um, and those of you uh, Lobo basketball fans that are just waking up from that barn burner last night, uh, what a game. Let me tell you, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, the biggest basketball fan. Well, I, I enjoy it, but um, I, I, I'm not a purist. And so, but I still had mucho respect for how tight that game was. I think there was like a six-point lead. Um, back and forth, um, always within two or three points, um, and everybody, I mean, played amazing. As a matter of fact, towards the end of the game, I was actually surprised uh, that they were still shooting one-and-ones. Um, there was almost no fouls called. Um, I mean, it looked like there was a, a, a wrestling match every time they went up for the board. So uh, shout-out to the Lobos uh, for getting that done and making it really tight at the top of the Mountain West uh, with the uh, – the, uh, the Boise State uh, team, and of course, um, every time I you know I watch the Lobos and stuff um, on a national broadcast, it seems like they're always calling us New Mexico State. I, I have no idea um, how that happens, but then they were playing Boise State, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that that was probably my hearing more than it was, and the little chip on my shoulder. But uh, but shout out for that. Big games today. I mean, you know, uh, in the NFL, I mean, this is we're we're in playoffs, um, and as a as a Chiefs fan, at least I'm not going to have to sweat out the weekend very long. I mean, we're going to get started um, here at two thirty today to be able to watch that game, and uh, because I can't wait till tomorrow to get my info, it's great to have R.J. Lee's, um, who does the show out of Desleta, in the studio right here, uh, so you can help me out. I mean, you know, as a longtime Chiefs fan, I'm always worried about getting that first round by. It doesn't always work out for us. Um, but uh, but but tell me tell me th- some things I need to know and watch in this game. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to suck up to the boss guys, but pretty much <laughs> I I do my research. I do have a show we do between the lines on Sunday from nine to eleven here on ESPN Radio one hundred one seven The Team. So uh, some of the stuff I have looked up for this game. I mean. Pretty much, you always start off just with Andy Reid's record after a bye week. I mean, right. it just, that was, a, you know, earlier I remember being the number one seed back in the day with the Chiefs, but pretty much since Andy Reid, that's a little bit different. His entire career after a bye week, just just winning. All we care about is winning, guys, is 27-4. and four. So pretty much after a bye week, if you have extra time to plan for your opponent, he gets a victory. I mean, that's just, the percentage of that is just astronomical. Well, Everyone looks as a that. fan, all I ever remember is those four. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, thank you for reminding me. There was 27 other times it went the other way. I guess I only care about the four that we didn't, right? So typical fan that I am a fanatic. I just, I just proved it. So uh, 
You were talking a little bit about the over-under, too. Yep, this and is going to be the highest one of the season. Wow. So pretty much, well, of, of the of the playoffs, pretty much of the season, because there was weather that affected one before, but pretty much it's between 53 and 53 and a half. Everyone just thinks these are two offensive coaches, pretty much with uh, Andy Reid and then Doug Peterson, who was the former quarterback under right. Andy Reid and offensive coordinator for Andy Reid. So just how these teams know each other, everyone thinks it's going to be a higher-scoring game. Now, in Kansas City... The weather, they said it's going to be nice, but we all know it's going to be cold out there. Right. So I just don't see too much movement there. I mean, I think it's going to be an exciting game for sure. Now, I didn't say against the spread, which is a little different where, you know, it's, you know, Kansas City is expected to win this game. Right. But pretty much against the spread in his record. I mean, it's not even like any reads, like after a bye week, it's not even bad. It's 22 and 13. Okay. So, like, he still finishes, even after the bye, he'll keep the game close and try to get a victory here. And pretty much, I just think Jacksonville used up all of their excitement for last week. Mm. I mean, they pulled out everything possible, down by 20 at halftime, to pull up and get that victory over the, you know, they're the San Diego Chargers when that stuff happens, guys. Because it seems like <laughs> everything bad like that happens to the Chargers. Right. So, that's just almost a fluke right. game. But that also puts so much possession on... Jacksonville, they had, uh, you know, every, everything was for that game. They're a year ahead of schedule anyway. I think Kansas City, for uh, all the Chiefs fans out there, and of course for David, I think they're going to vic- get the victory. They're eight-and-a-half-point favorites. I mean, hey, guess what? A touchdown win, that's still good in my book. So that's kind of what I'm predicting, where it's going to be 30-23 to 23 Kansas City. Awesome, man. Well, that sounds fantastic. Now, of course, you know, we're the official Cowboys statement. So let's let's talk a little bit Cowboys. Um, are, are they going to be able to, you know, slow down that juggernaut or better yet score against the 49ers? That's, that's the only thing with the 49ers. Unfortunately with the Cowboys and just this matchup alone, I think they'd match up at any other team in the NFC pretty darn well. It's just the lineup against the 49ers. This defense pretty much does everything possible to stop the run. So you're not going to have Zeke, you know, get constant four yards kind of movement. Pollard, they move their linebackers specifically outside of, now the little deep talk, the front seven, they move them specifically outside so there's none of the gash runs or any of the delay runs that he gets kind of, you know, outside the numbers and gets yards after contact. They're going to do everything to stop that. So I actually think they need another Dak Prescott game, which we've seen, He's not most consistent where he gets two in a row. I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a three point game. I think it's going to be exciting. I think Ooh. it's going to be great. But tell you the truth, the 49ers' eleven game winning streak is just until they lose with no matter who's at quarterback. I mean, Brock Purdy is playing pretty good. I'm going to make that joke pretty here good. More than actually more than pretty good. And what is going on here? We're just going to see a good matchup. But until I see the 49ers lose, it's just it's solid to pick them to go on to the NFC Championship game. That, that's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, I mean, and, and to have... And see, that's a good, that's a good point of, of what, you know, how good the team is. I mean, and how good the coaching is. Uh, this absolutely um, phenomenal there, what they've been able to do. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I want to have everybody mark their calendars um, because we're going to be going out to Yearwood. We're going to actually do the show live um, in two weeks out of Yearwood Performance. And, of course, you know, you come out, check out the show, of course, um, check out all the cool stuff. Because, really, I mean, two weeks from now, we're going to be into February. That means we're not that far, you know, from the racing season. As a matter of fact, the uh, the Albuquerque Dragway opens up on March 4th uh, with three back-to-back street-to-strips. 
So you're going to have some time to get out and do some tests and tunes before the first bracket race, um, which is on uh, Sunday, the March the 12th. So you're going to have uh, an opportunity to get there. Uh, a lot of tracks are starting to release their schedules, including um, there's a new track uh, that's opening up uh, where there was an existing track in uh, Tucson, Arizona, called the Suario uh, um, Speedway. And they're going to be already on the Power 360i uh, Wing Sprint uh, Desert Series schedule. So we're going to have all that information uh, for you uh, coming up on the other side as well. Uh, but yeah, so uh, back to the, uh, that, you know, we're going to be a year within a couple of weeks. The reason for that is it'll be the 10th anniversary for the New Mexico Motorsports Report, um, on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Now, there was a, a short little bit that we had done on another AM station, um, two years before that, uh, about nine months. So, um, we have over 600 shows that we've done, um, which I think in like radio, you know, dog years, that's something like, you know, being a hundred. And sometimes I feel like a hundred, you know. I know I always look like a hundred, so I apologize for you guys that are um, on Facebook. But uh, uh, and amazing, and I could not have done it um, without Jim Costa and Robert Costa being the first two that signed up and said, "Yeah, we believe in what you guys are doing. We want to be a part of it." Um, and uh, and so I, uh, you know, having them there, um, being able to to uh, interview Jim. Uh, get, uh, Robert on and, uh, see if we can actually get the guys from Super Nationals on as well. Um, but we're gonna have some pizza. We're gonna have some music. Um, Haydu's gonna be there, um, playing some music. Uh, well, that's not confirmed. Uh, let's see. He just texted me. Let's see if we're, if we're good. Um, but, uh, but either way, it's gonna be a party. Bring your car out, um, and help us, uh, celebrate this because, uh, for, for motorsports, um, to be able to be in the conversation every week, on basically a ball and stick station, um, couldn't have done it without the support of the, um, the advertisers and sponsors and everything. So thank you so much, guys. All right. On the other side, we're going to start talking some, um, NASCAR. As a matter of fact, uh, Hall of Fame induction last night. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that with the racing experts and Dominic Aragon from Grants. So we got ourselves, uh, full New Mexico in the house. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey Albuquerque, this is Brian Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. This is Kyle Larson, driving the number 5 DL1 Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And uh, last, uh, last weekend uh, was quite a lot of fantastic racing. We talked about it on the show um, you heard Kyle Larson on the liner there. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit uh, later. As a matter of fact, we're going to have the last four laps. Um, it was so exciting um, for you on the other side. But let's talk. Let's talk some NASCAR. Joining us, uh, hailing out of Grants, New Mexico, uh, Dominic Aragon and the Racing Experts. How you doing, Dom? Good morning, David. Oh, doing great. I was telling Dan before we got on the line here to 
great start to the day, drinking some coffee and talking some NASCAR with you. That's always a great way to start a Saturday. Well, it is, and, and we've drank a lot of coffee, you more than me. Um, I, I've, I've become, and I'm going to blame my addiction partly on you because I was kind of late to the game on coffee. Um, and, really? and you kept, yeah, you, you just kept, you know, bringing it in front of me. And I, I finally said, look, I, I, I got to do it. If Dom does it, I got to do it. I want to be, I want to be like Dom, uh, when I go back in life and relive it. Cause, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, enough, en- enough of that. Um, speaking of Hall of Fame, um, and I'm putting you in the New Mexico Sports Hall of Fame. Um, Matt Kenseth um, being inducted li- uh, last night. And uh, to me, Matt has always got the, the dubious distinction of um, he's the guy that basically brought about the playoff structure. Um, you know, winning the point championship in, in 03, uh, basically, on, what was it, no victories, one victory, uh, but just being Mr. Consistent. Mr. Consistent, he won one race, Las Vegas, the third race of the year in 2003. Took the points lead, I believe, the next week at Atlanta, and never looked back. He never relinquished the point lead and had an ultra-consistent season. And I think he led maybe between four to 500 laps, which, okay, that's, that's a lot, but not a champion. Usually a champion has about four digits worth of laps led, at least a 1,000 laps led more often than not. But the ultra consistencies and 25 top 10 finishes, just 11 top fives in comparison to some guys that had more in the top five, I think that was the final straw that broke the camel's back that said, hey, we do need to adjust this. We're going to make this a playoff structure. And that's when NASCAR introduced the system in 2004 where the top 10 drivers had a points reset. And we saw that format for a few years. And who made the playoffs? Pretty much every year that they had a different playoff system, but Matt Kansas all the way through 2017 in his full-time days, making the playoffs and being a consistent factor within it. I think he did miss 2009, but outside of that, Mr. Consistency, and that was kind of the theme of his career. And, and of course, in typical Matt Kenseth's fashion last night at the NASCAR Hall of Fame induction, he thanked everybody who voted for him, David. (laughs) Only the people who voted for him. Classic Matt Kenseth's wittiness. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I mean, he's, he's, uh, definitely a great representative and, and should be, um, in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but, uh, we also had, uh, Kirk Shelmerdine. How do you pronounce his last name? Kirk Shelmerdine. Yeah, yeah. Shelmerdine. I used to see that name and I was like, is that like the Beatles song, We All Live in a Kirk Shelmerdine? But no, <laughs> he, he was Dale Earnhardt's crew chief. Yeah. And he had a racing career himself before and after his crew chiefing days. But yeah, he, he won. Four championships atop the pit box with Dale Earnhardt in 86, 87, 90, 91. And I, and I believe he was let go in 92 because they had a really bad year. Dale Earnhardt, Rusty Walsh, outside the top ten in points. They had lackluster years and probably the prime of their careers. And Earnhardt came back and won two more championships after that, but not without or without Selmerdine. But Selmerdine had a great career as a crew chief, 44 wins atop the pit box, and then he had his own racing career, won some ARCA races, got back to the Cup Series, and he made the Daytona 500 as an owner-driver in 2006. And I thought that was one of the cool highlights of that career in itself because here's a guy that didn't have top 3,500 points, didn't have provisionals, qualifies in. He was the Earnhardt crew chief. And I believe Richard Childress gave him an engine for the Daytona 500 attempt in 2006. And a bunch of Dale Earnhardt fans kind of crowdfunded all his tire bills. So wow. he went on to finish, I think, 20th, but he was running a lot higher in that race. So really cool. Kirk Shelmerdine's career expands so far back into NASCAR history, but even 
the, the crew chiefing days and the driving days. And yes, more honored for the crew chiefing days, but I, I don't think you can mention Kurt Schelmerdine without mentioning those driving days. Well, and as, as a sports fan, you gotta love, you know, the team, the junkyard dogs. I mean, as, as, as far as the name, I mean, I want to be a part of the junkyard dogs. You know, I don't, I don't want to be a part of, you know, the, uh, uh, I don't know, because you know, I could have taken it hard right there. So I'll just stay on task. But, uh, junkyard dogs, great name. Herschel McGriff. Um, also a great name, um, but racing in Tucson in 2018 at 90 years old. I mean, don't don't mess with this guy. I mean, he's absolutely amazing. Absolute amazing. Here's a guy that raced in NASCAR's Cup Series across five decades. He raced in the first Southern 500 in 1950. He won four races in 1950, finished sixth in points, raced across the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, as late as 1994. And like you said, having that K&M start in 2018 at 90 years old, and, and he was full of jokes himself last night at the Hall of Fame induction, too. I, I think at one point, Bill McNally, who runs cars in the truck series and yeah. ran cars in K&M, and Richard Childress both said, hey, when you turn 100, we'll fill the car. To which Herschel McGriff said, well, I hope they stay healthy. <laughs> that's that's fabulous. But I, I love, I was reading I was reading the bio and I mean, this is this. These are the different vehicles that he raced: farm equipment at the age of ten. Now, my dad has told me stories about tractor racing, so I, I know this is for real. A scooter with a sidecar to deliver groceries at eleven. A church bus at twelve. He's driving a church bus at twelve years old. Um, a railroad car at thirteen. Nineteen thirty-four Ford A model that he bought as an eighth grader. A milk truck. An ambulance, a hearse. Now that's quite a combination right there. Um, a 1940 Hudson in the first race, a 1950 Oldsmobile in the first Southern 500, a car he drove from Oregon to, uh, uh, from his Oregon home to Darlington and, and raced it and then drove it back. Um, another Olds for four Cup Series wins in 1954, a Jaguar. This, this one's for you, Dan. A Jaguar on a baseball diamond at Baltimore, a fire-breathing Dodge at Le Mans in 1976. How can you not love this guy? This guy is absolutely amazing. Herschel McGriff. Oh, definitely. He is one of NASCAR's hidden gems, one of NASCAR's treasures, and very, very nice to see him get in the Hall of Fame. And I think when you look at the Hall of Fame, we talked about all three of these guys. They have great careers. Shalmerdine and Kansas definitely have the stats. Griff, Herschel McGriff, not necessarily the stat line so much. However, when you look at a Hall of Fame, David, I, I really believe you can't include somebody in the Hall of Fame if you can't tell the story of that sport without that person, no matter what right. the stat line looks like. You can't tell the story of NASCAR without Herschel McGriff, no, no, no matter if he didn't win a championship or tens or twenty amount of wins or whatever the case may be. But he's such a notable figure and an icon of the sport, it's very fitting that he made it into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's absolutely. I can't wait to see him driving at 100. Um, I, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to bet against that guy. As a matter of fact, we need to check the over under on that, RJ, um, and see get some numbers out there. But a couple of uh, big announcements that came out this week as well. Um, SRX. Um, this is fantastic to me. SRX. You got Helio Castroneves and Kyle Busch. Now, in a fantasy league, didn't we all want that? Didn't we all want to see a matchup like that? Uh, Clint Boyer is also going to be joining in, so you know that the interviews are going to be fantastic because that guy is uh, is is just fun to watch. Um, the Cars series uh, also uh, got an influx of 
uh, money and big names uh, to keep that series going with Dale Jr., uh, Jeff Burton, Kevin Harvick, and Justin Marks. Now, after last season, anytime you mention Justin Marks, you have to start thinking success. You have to start thinking about the show. This guy thinks outside the box, and it's really exciting for me. I mean, you know, Dale's going to bring all the fans. We all know that. Um, and uh, Kevin Harvick is a great interview as well. But when Justin Marks is involved, now I'm excited because now I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is this guy? Do? I mean, he's involved in the Hail Melon, you know, from last season. Yeah. Who would have thought that, that, you know, somebody would do that? Ross Chastain uh, would drive that car up to the fence and use it like a slingshot. Um, I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts on, on seeing some of the drivers actually reaching back and helping with some of the feeder series uh, to make the whole, the whole sport stronger? I agree. I think this, this all ties back to just the love of racing all together. When you have Jeff Burton, Kevin Hart, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Justin Marks coming together with the, the cars tour in the Southeast and trying to really pump that up and, and, and really give it more notoriety. And then you have the SRX series. Now, Tony Stewart in his third year bringing in different drivers and having like this all-star tour six weeks a year during the summertime and, and having these races broadcast on ESPN. So cool to see. I, I think it shows that there is the love for racing and the fans are craving stuff like this. Now, I, I did see somebody put up to, to YouTube, uh, uh, one of the YouTubers that enjoys covering the sport, is NASCAR heading for a split? Third answer is no. I, I don't think that's what the ultimate goal is here. But yeah. I, on the contrary, David, I would say this is trying to strengthen racing altogether. And yeah. you have stronger feeder series. You have stronger other series that don't really compete against NASCAR. It makes racing altogether better. Well, and I think that that's actually a, a trust in the system uh, to be able to make an investment um, in a feeder series or to keep the entertainment value up, SRX, keeping the entertainment value up um, around motorsports. Because it used to be back in the day, and this is before you were born, um, you know, where some of these legends of racing raced all over. I mean, they also did the Pikes Peak. They also did, you know, so many different things. I mean, Parnelli Jones is a perfect example of a guy uh, that, you know, could race on the dirt, on, you know, uh, he could he could race on asphalt. He went as a, a driver and a team owner. And and to see those legends. Uh, uh, but while I got you, just a couple more, you know, just, you know, a minute or so more. Um, the, the racing experts. What are some new things that you guys are looking for uh, in the upcoming 2023 season? Yeah, yeah, we're we're excited to get back and, and cover NASCAR at the racetrack. We have our guys covering the sport remotely, and we cover motorsports year round. We, we do have the emphasis on NASCAR, but we do cover SRX, IndyCar, and Formula One from time to time. And yeah, we're 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 excited to get back to the racetrack, man. Four weeks till the Daytona 500. Myself and, and Jonathan Field, one of our other staff riders, will be there. We're, we're trying to get the rest of our team assembled for that, and it, it, it's all boots on the ground for sure, trying to make this happen and. And having the best coverage and unique angles. I, uh, my big thing with the side is, I guess you could call me the unofficial stats guy. No, yeah. giving myself the official title of that, <laughs> but I enjoy finding those odd, unique things and trying to take raw numbers and turn them into stories. So I'll be doing a lot of that this year and, and, and doing the podcast with, with David Starr and Tyler Jones, too, on the side. And, yeah, it's, it's going to shape up to be a really, really fun year. And I imagine we're going to be covering a lot of races together, David. Well, and, and, and I hope so. Um, I'm really happy to uh, be the first to be able to announce that we're actually going to um, carry 
the Daytona 500 on ESPN Radio uh, this year. So, uh, oh, so we're super excited man. about that. So we're going to do some special features. I'm going to get you involved, you know, coming um, into getting that uh, previewed. We've talked about this for years. Um, yeah. You know, a- as I had shared, two weeks from now is the 10th anniversary of New Mexico Motorsports Report. I want to first thank you because you're one of the people. Um, Christian uh, Naranjo was my longtime producer, introduced you to me, and you must have been involved with the show for nine years yourself. So congratulations <laughs> to you. Uh, still doing the same thing nine years later. Well, and, and I don't think enough is said on, on the effort you give on the show every week. And, and I know you have a loyal following, and, and I see everybody interacting with social media, and I know there's a lot more people listening on the radio every Saturday. And, guys, let me tell you, David has been pushing hard for years to try and get the Daytona 500 with ESPN Albuquerque. And, that, man, that is music to my ears hearing that's going to happen here in a few weeks. That's exciting. Well, we're also going to have the uh, uh, the opening race, the uh, the All Star race that we're going to have it as well um, in two weeks. Oh, cool. uh, well, two weeks from tomorrow, so cool. right? And so, um, and that all comes from when we went to Daytona um, and met with MRN guys, and it's, it's been back and forth um, all of this time. So, um, happy to finally be able to get that done. So, uh, you know, if you're out there, you're a sponsor, and you want to get involved in that. I mean, reach out to us. We definitely could. Um, we've got some good packages. We're putting radio packages. We're going to put together. So, um, yeah, no, but, but thank you, Dom. Appreciate all, all of your efforts. Hey, we appreciate you, Dave. And we're just getting started and man, nine years doing this. It doesn't feel like nine years. You get, man, time flies when you're having a lot of fun. Yeah, but you're married to have a kid now, dude. I mean, it's been nine years. I know. It's <laughs> going so fast. It's moving at 200 miles an hour sometimes. That's right. That's right. Well, sometimes now you got somebody you can slow down and, and you can count the years off as, as your kid grows. So, uh, thank you so much. All right. Everybody, uh, stay put. We got a whole lot more coming up, including, um, we got some audio from the Chili Bowl. We got some audio from the Wild West shootout, um, coming up on the other side. So you've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. ESPN Radio, 1017, the team, with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. Hey Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22 Shell Penzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Slope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. So uh, mark your calendar, Sunday, uh, February the 5th, Bush Light Class at the Coliseum, 6 p.m., here on ESPN Radio 1017 the team Sunday February 20 Sunday February 19th uh at uh looks like it's 12:30 uh mountain time the Daytona 500 you'll be able to hear it here on ESPN Radio 1017 the team all right so big big races um in the dirt track world last weekend um and to start off you had a uh, first time winner uh, Logan Seavey winning the Chili Bowl Driving for four-time winner, uh, Kevin Swindell. Uh, here's some audio from that. With the Swindells, Logan Seavey's got a golden driller. This, I'm sure, has some drinks in it. 
Man, you are a Chili Bowl champion. How does that feel? Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty unbelievable, right? Uh, you never know if you're even going to get a... As a kid growing up, I didn't even know if I was going to ever get to race this race. And um, just to be here is, um, you know, mind-blowing for me. And uh, now I've been here seven times, and uh, to win is... Um, man, I don't even I don't even know how to explain it yet. Um, maybe maybe in a couple of days I'll I'll figure out some words. But um, to win with Kevin is um, just the cherry on top for me. Uh, you know, obviously I want to win with anybody here, but uh, it just takes it up another notch when I get to race with Kevin and then and then to win this race that I know is um, you know the top of the list for him. And he's so so passionate about it, and that's what gets me fired up to be here. He said after I talked to him after the race, he said he's. Blue you could do this for a long time uh but you guys brought a car that could do it this year yeah it's funny actually um when i first that first time i ever turned laps here in jeff taylor's car um you know i kind of they kind of ruled me out for rules reasonings and um kevin was racing with ktj at, at the time and kt was arca racing and um he didn't know if he was going to be able to get back from his arca test or race or whatever he was doing and uh he asked me to hot lap the car and i never ran a midget before and I was going to hot lap Kevin Sandell's midget and it's just like um, you know I knew um, you know we've talked a lot from then and obviously now to be racing for him is, is a dream come true for me and um, man like I said I'm just kind of at a loss for words I, I love racing for Kevin and Jordan and um, it's just so special to be in this building where he was so good at and uh, to bring him back to victory lane in his first drive as a car owner um, who would have thought it Logan uh, first time winner driving for uh, Kevin Swindell, four-time winner at the Super Bo- at at the Super Bowl at the Chili Bowl. Uh, Alphabet Soup was all the way back to uh, letter P, uh, but your pole winner Logan Seavey winning that uh, fifty-lap feature. All right, the best race of the weekend though was Sunday night uh, down in Vado Speedway. Um, quite a battle. Let's take a listen. It's Slide Job City at FK Rodden's Vado Speedway Park, and we got three to go. This time by four laps. Four to laps go. to go, yes, and you can throw a blanket over the top four. Pearson 32, Larson in six, Marlboro in 157, Stormy Scott in the mix in the 2S, Larson back to the inside of Pierce. Pierce will cross him over. What a race! Oh, now three to go as they head off into one and two. Pierce doing everything he's got to do. Larson throwing everything at him. Time is running out. What else can Kyle Larson throw at Bobby Pierce? DJ? This time out of four, what do you say is going to be in the air? Two, count them, two popsicle sticks in the air for your race leader, Bobby Pierce. Pierce trying to turn back Larson. Larson drives the six car in deep to one and two. Well, Pierce slid himself right there, and it cost him a little bit of ground. They go off into three and four. Larson's going to close in on him. Larson might get one more shot at him as they race back to the white flag. Next time out of four might be the slider. White flag's out, final time around. Larson will keep the six car glued to the top side of the racetrack and get one more run on the 32 of Pierce. Off into three and four for the final time. $25,000 on the line. Pierce throws it in there. Larson in there. Your winner tonight, Bobby Pierce, coming home second, Kyle Larson. Oh, wow. I mean, and that both of those races were on flow racing. So uh, just those two races alone were probably worth the annual membership. And so I paid my membership. I'm good um, until the Chili Bowl next year. So we'll have to get that taken care of. Uh, but Wild West Shootout. What an event, 17th annual, um, and uh, Jonathan Davenport, um, who won the first three uh, in the final feature, hit the wall probably with about 16 to go, um, miraculously, exactly where Spencer Hill <laughs> hit, the, hit the wall. So there must be some sort of uh, bump or something over there. 
Uh, Bobby Pierce, of course, uh, went in race number four and race number six. Um, and Marler with the other uh, single victory. Uh, Jonathan Davenport, though, uh, walks away with the points championship for the miniseries, uh, three second places for Kyle Larson. I think he was something like uh, 13 points back. So definitely mark your calendars for that. Uh, Botto Speedway, as a matter of fact, already got their uh, schedule out. Let me uh, uh, take a quick peek here for you. Uh, weekly racing looks like it gets started like the last week of March, yep, you got the Jackson Compaction Power uh, 350 Wing Sprints that are going to be there um, on April 1st. Uh, they're going to get kicked off with, uh, actually, the Winter Meltdown is coming down March 10th and 11th, uh, and you're going to have the USRA Modifieds, the Hacienda Carpet and Tile uh, USRA B Mods, um, a full show there. So, yeah, you know, maybe you want to step up and get yourself some season tickets, but that facility is state-of-the-art, fantastic. What did he say the other day, RJ? Was it something like 84 bathroom stalls or something? No. I mean, some, wouldn't you hate to be the guy that had to clean all those? I mean, the facility, you got to keep it nice. I mean, you know what? Yeah. It, it's worth it at that point. I mean, people go down to Votto. It is a sight to see, especially here in New Mexico. Yeah, so, uh, so uh, nobody walked away with the big purses. There was a, a $25 or $25. Yeah, somebody won 25 bucks. $25,000 um, uh, if you won four races. Davenport had three. Uh, there was 100000 on the line if you won five. And if you won all six, it's 300000 and a Silverado pickup, which would have been a total of $378,000 plus a truck. So, I mean... There's things happening down at Votto Speedway. Stay tuned here. We're going to have all the information on stuff that's uh, that's coming up with that. Woo! Man, and we still got to cover the calendar, bro. Sure do. We're going to have to knock it out in the next segment. So stay tuned. All the events that are coming up uh, here in town uh, for you to go check out this weekend and uh, coming up shortly. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey Albuquerque, this is Denny Hamlin of the number 11 FedEx Express Toyota with Joe Gibbs Racing. You are listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Hi, this is Al Unser, old-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Swope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. And RJ, man, we got we got to knock this out. This is uh, uh, the Law Tigers event calendar, and, and we got a bunch of stuff going uh, Albuquerque Dragway, uh, February fourth is a racers banquet. So that's only uh, that's only a couple of week a couple of weeks out, and then boom, they they hit their schedule running on the uh, Saturday, the fourth of March, with the Yearwood Street to Strip. And I tell you, sixtieth anniversary, they have a huge celebration uh, coming up um, for their Firecracker Nationals. So you want to pick up a schedule, get out there abqdragway.com, um, get the schedule. They've got some at Yearwood, so we'll have some there um, in, a, in a couple of weeks uh, when we're there for our 10th anniversary. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. 
60 events for their 60th anniversary. Um, absolutely amazing. Uh, wanted to uh, uh, you know, let you know, still no word um, on Sandia Speedway. Um, it The season is going to happen, everybody, so everybody chill. We're just waiting for some uh, official announcement, announcements, but... Uh, uh, there's already some schedules up for the uh, for the uh, Southwest Motorsports. Uh, it's got their road racing schedule, so uh, there is de- definitely uh, things coming. Um, so stay tuned here, and we'll have all that for you. Uh, big announcement: Power 360 Wing Sprint Car Desert Series. Um, they've got their 2023 schedule out. With they're going to be going to Aztec, Vado, and Saguaro Speedway. Uh, getting started with, uh, and these are all doubles, which is really cool. They'll do a Friday night, Saturday night, um, or Saturday, Sunday feature uh, based on the dates. But uh, April 14th and 15th up at Aztec Speedway, uh, May, they go to Vado, June, Saguaro, then back to Aztec, Saguaro, Vado, and then end up in Saguaro. And that's, we're going to have a lot of information coming up on that. Um, they just signed a ca- contract and took over um, the old USA uh, raceway, I believe that uh, is what it was called, and it was in Tucson. Uh, but a lot coming up with that. Uh, but uh, RJ, um, what do, I mean, we got some car shows or anything going on. So I actually like. So we have a few of. I, I'm gonna say events. I'm not saying okay. car shows okay. per se, but pretty much I love what's going on right now. Today is going to be an event that's going to be at the Sunray Casino. This is all in Farmington. So pretty much they're having a planning meeting where it's all clubs, solos, anyone who's going to pretty much throw a show together that's happening this year, they're pretty much playing it all today. Yeah. So they have some cool things, of course, in the, in the in the sunset. They have some cool events going on, but it's pretty much 11 a.m. at the Sunray Casino. This is a planning event for the upcoming seating. A season without stacking shows. That's our main thing. It's like, hey, we want to spread out all these great events. We want to make sure, you know, the culture stays great yeah. in Farmington. So you know what? They're they're straight up. We're throwing together. We want a planning kind of like a party almost going. Yeah. Where hey, we're gonna talk about all these great events. They have one that's going on on like Thursdays that they kind of yeah. snuck in that I always want to talk about. It's pretty much the Roadrunners uh, Car Club. It's a club night that they have going on that's every Thursday at 7.30. Good times, good friends, cars. There's just a great culture out there at Farmington, so I kind of want to give them a good shout-out that pretty much today is the only, you know, real, like, true event of a show going on, I would say. Right. But still, it's something that brings the car culture together. Well, and there's there's so many different things going on. And there's, you know, there's weekly club meetups and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, you, you never, never really know with the weather, but... Uh, uh, Vado Speedway, actually the first open practice, uh, is February 24th. Um, Alien gets started, uh, March 4th with a 300 lap enduro, uh, 2,500 to win. Now, sometimes, Euro, uh, uh, you see these enduros at the end of the season, um, because, you know, it's the last chance thing and you go out and if you tear up the car, you know, I mean, you know, it's at the end of the season anyway. Uh, but uh, this one kicks off the season. See how Alien is always always does something like a little different. See, um, I think it's great. Yeah, and, and we always talk about the city different being Santa Fe, right? Uh, but you know, but that city, Roswell, out of this world for sure. No, and just the way it's planned up. I mean, maybe hey, you got the new car in the shop game ready. You still have you still have the parts. You still have stuff ready for the old car. So maybe it's yep. a. Good uh, boy voyage for that one. You get your new one prepped up and ready for the rest of the season. But, hey, for that prize, for a 300-lap race, that's a great time at Alien. Just in March. 
Yeah, and we, we want to also give a shout-out. Um, I mean, uh, uh, SMRI, uh, the Sandia Motor Racing Incorporated, uh, I'm sure they're working on some uh, events, uh, motorcycle events on the asphalt uh, road course, Murray RDMX, uh, next weekend, July 22nd, True Light Electric, uh, AXSX track, uh, premier practice day open from 11 to 4. So that's this Sunday. That's yeah. this Sunday. So it's a cool thing that I have going on. And pretty much today is what they have is pretty much where they're giving, you know, all the riders, they want to bring the track back. They want everything to go. So this is the last day of uh, to donate pretty much to make, uh, you know, different tracks. Everything's happened. They've had so much donations throughout, and they always give shout-outs on Facebook. I always want to give them credit for that. But pretty much this is the last day to kind of get the track ready for the season, get everything prepped up. But this True Light electric stuff that they have going on, it's amazing. The AS and XS is a little different from what they've usually been doing at Moriori MX, but it's a career practice day that's going to be this Sunday. So it's going to be an awesome time out there. Go out, support some great two-wheel racing out there from 11 to 4. So, you know, warm up a little bit throughout the day. That's all going on tomorrow at Moriarty MX. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's great to be able to get out to do that. Um, I do know that, you know, things are uh, going on out at Razorville um, almost every weekend. They go out for a, a, a cruise on Sunday, uh, doing events on Saturday. Uh, so if you, if you for Christmas got, you know, an ATV or UTV, these, these things are insane. When you look at them, um, that uh, I mean, a quadraphonic stereo, uh, you can cruise out in the middle of nowhere and, and, and you blast your stereo. Don't do that. I mean, you know, there's people out there trying to, you know, get out away from society. And all of a sudden, you know, you got, you know, you got uh, ACDC, you know, blasting in the middle of the Yukon or something. Right. You know, but uh, but no, I mean, there's a great place to go out there. Um, learn how to ride in a safe environment. Um, and you get to, you know, they've got some great trails and stuff. So Razorville, you definitely want to uh, uh, check them out. Just, you know, out here at the end of Southern, um, head west almost you can't go anymore. Um, look for the flags and, and you got yourself to Razorville. So um, a lot of, lot of different things coming on. I'm, I just pumped. I mean, I, I can't imagine the, the first thing I want to go to. I mean, it's coming so fast. We're like, you know, just over a month away um, so, I mean, anything, anything like, you yeah, perk your interest? I mean, RJ, did you say, man, I definitely got, definitely got to check that out. Well, I mean, there's, there's always some great events I go on. I'm always big for, you know, like at the convention centers when they have these events. Of course, the lowrider one in June is always yeah. a big one I always look forward to. There's a, the Golden Gears car show that they always do at the White Sands Mall. I always think is one where, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a different turnout they have over there. It, it's something a little different than most, and it's always for a good cause. It's a cool event. It's from 9 to 3. That's actually February 4th, so that's kind of the real kickoff I'm kind of seeing, where these great events are kind of getting back in the thing, where, prize, you know, door prizes and entries and anyone can enter, you know, stuff like that, where the car shows are coming back. I say February is kind of where... You know, the slow roll until we get going to spring, and then, of course, summer when everything goes crazy. So I always get to do that. And then a little shout-out. I mean, Mike Gonzalez, I know there's always stuff. They have yeah. Friday events, so it's hard to kind of, you know, give them, like, a shout-out on Saturday morning. Right. But I always want to give a shout-out to Cafe Bella, the Tacos and Rides event that they have going on. All rides are welcome. They have so many cool customizations that they have out there. Of course, I mean, you enjoy coffee during the morning. You leave, go to work. You come back for tacos in the evening with awesome cars, great people. So I always just want to give a shout-out to Cafe Bella and them over there. Well, absolutely. As a matter of fact, they had a uh, cruise uh, like two weekends ago. Sure did. Um, went out to that, um, ran into uh, 
um, some good friends I hadn't seen in a while. Um, and uh, it was always neat. And, you know, just kind of get in your car and cruise. Uh, can, you know, join in wherever you want. And uh, they had some neat giveaways. But, all right. So mark your calendars. Two weeks. Uh, we're going to be um, out live at Yearwood Performance at 8 a.m. So uh, you can come out and, and meet the staff. You know, all the voices that you've heard um, could have put a face with a name. But we uh, we did it. We made it through. We made it through another one. Still exciting. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it.